In this latest edition of the TWBC podcast, we talk to one of the world's best overall skiers. He comes to us from Ukraine. He's Daniela Filchenko, and we'll hear from him next. The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all, and this is the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and this is the TWBC Podcast coming to you from uh, from Rochetto, uh, the home of the, uh, the Italian uh, water ski team and the host of the Open European Water Ski Championships. Now... Uh, I have interviewed this guest on at least a couple of occasions uh, before, uh, but the circumstances uh, under which those interviews took place meant that they took place over uh, over an online platform, whether it be uh, a Google Chat or a, or uh, or Facebook Messenger, uh, for obvious reasons. But now he is here and he is live in the flesh. We get to do our first face-to-face interview for the TWBC podcast, and the person to whom I'm referring to is none other than Daniello Filchenko. How are you doing? Doing good, Tony. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me, and thanks for doing this podcast again with me live, face-to-face, and uh, happy to be on. Yes. Now, obviously, the circumstances behind uh, putting those two first two podcasts was quite evident because uh, Ukraine itself uh, was and is still under attack uh, by by Russian forces, and uh, you were you were very very vocal and very very uh, uh, well. Let, let's just say vocal about right. your reaction about what uh, what happens and what continues to happen at the. Uh, at the uh, the arm under the arms of the Russians right now. Uh, obviously, you've got some something to say about that, right? Yeah, um, I'd like to add that I was vocal, and also you heard true emotions. You basically called me, um, like, was it one of the fe- first few weeks since the war started in Ukraine? So um i was still you know afraid and didn't know what to expect what was going to happen next um how far russian troops were going to move towards my home city um and you heard my yes you heard my 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 true uh, emotions on that podcast obviously and and I mean, how much has changed since that time? Because the the Russians invaded in the early part of February, right? Yeah, twenty fourth of February, twenty twenty. That 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 date has got to be seared into the minds and the memories of every single one who was. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah, every single Ukrainian knows that day, and uh, it's the day of uh, infamy. Uh, yeah, Russian Russians uh, and Putin's end. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, we. We, um, as uh, I'll tell you one story, when we were um, moving cars from Europe to Ukraine with my dad, we were moving um, from Dnipro, which is the east. We were moving towards the west to the Polish border to pick up the cars. And um, we had on the way, obviously, a lot of blog posts with um, um, army troops, Ukrainian forces. And they were, you know, stopping before you get into one city and before you get out, they stop you, check your passport and everything. 
and in the western of Ukraine, um, in one of those block, uh, you know, po posts, the, um, there was um, what you call the Putin's um, funeral stone. Oh, a tombstone. It, yeah, yeah, and it said uh, his, uh, you know, death was 24-02-2022. I thought it was kind of funny, but it's kind of true. Well, it's certainly, it's certainly. I mean, the tra uh, I mean, it's there's there's been a lot of tragic moments, a lot of things that uh, that some people wish hadn't have happened, you know. But I mean, it's. But we're now in August, uh, actually in September. I beg your pardon. Getting ready for the European Championships, you know. So yeah. I mean, and and quite a quite a bit has quite a bit has happened. I mean, you were. I mean, in instead of being in 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 Ukraine, I mean you were yeah. able to get out and you were able to ski and train and compete. So right. tell us how that's gone so far. Well, first of all, you know, everything that um, I was able to do, go out and compete, uh, get out of the country and go train in France, then in Italy, um, and then go compete and win at the World Games, which was very important. Um, I have to be very thankful for the armed forces of Ukraine. Um, that they were able to hold defense and push back and not let the Russian troops come into my city so um, and many other cities. Um, and I'm thankful for them that I was able to um, go go out and train and, and still compete. That's Everything is just thanks to the armed forces of Ukraine. Um, second of all, yeah, about my season, um, I was... I was able to go outside, like I said, train, compete at World Games. Then, um, because we weren't allowed to be on the water, we weren't allowed to drop the boats in the water due to martial law, due to constant uh, sirens, air sirens, uh, which meant the air danger. Um, you had to, you know, hide in in basements and bomb shells. Uh, still to this day, we have this same situation in Dnipro. Uh, but we were able, we were allowed to drop boats in the water and and compete since uh, end of July something like that. So after I came back uh, from World Games, I, um, I went back to Ukraine because I had to. Um, and as you may know, you know, men age, aged 18 through 60 are not allowed to leave the country unless you have three 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 kids under the age of 18, or if you have some kind of disability, uh, and there are other other things which which um one of them is um athlete competing in international events so uh, i was able to come back to ukraine after world games and continue training in ukraine even though sometimes uh, we had to stop in the middle of the set uh, and wait for the air siren to stop um going on and sometimes we heard the air defense system working in the air just uh, um, above us yeah um, air defense system for people that don't know that it's stationed uh, there are different types but um, in Ukraine they, they are stationed in, on the ground and they surface uh, to air missiles right and then when if there's a, a missile coming in flying um, they detect it and then they shoot another missile uh, to hit it in the air so it doesn't hit the um, infrastructure you, on the exactly ground exactly whatever they were trying to hit um, and sometimes you hear those uh, explosions in the air, and we we see them. 
How's that affected infrastructure on the ground? I mean, because you are a member of the Sentosa team, which is not not only has like the tournament water ski element behind the boat, but also has the cable and the cable wakeboard and what have you, and, and all of and all of that facility, which is which is which is certainly actually one of the better facilities that you'll find anywhere in the where in the world where it combines cable and uh, and traditional boat water skiing. Right. Thanks for that. Thank you for the compliment. Yes. Uh, it is a great place. Um, it's in the middle of the city, and um, everyone who came knows how good it is and how cool it is there. And we're, you know, very excited to have actually this European Championships. They were supposed to take place in Dnipro this year, uh, but due to war, it was moved to Richet. Um Anyways, um, it has not been affected. Thank God, and I don't want to. You know, um, <laughs> you don't want to attempt uh, fate. Exactly. So, um, but we have made some changes. We uh, have uh, moved some, basically all uh, many of our boats um, to a different part of Ukraine. Um, and uh, since end of July, Cable Park was reopened, and uh, people started. You know, because. <clears throat> It's a war in Ukraine. A lot of things that don't work. A lot of people lost their jobs, and um, but there are still people that want to live a somewhat normal life and uh, go to restaurants or things like that. Yeah. And uh, there are a lot of people that wanted to. You know, we have a lot of amateurs, the skiers, a lot of amateur wakeboarders um, that want wanted to ski and and wakeboard behind the cable part behind the cable. So they've um, asked our president of the federation to reopen if it's possible, and uh, we did. So now it is fully working, uh, and our stadium is working too. But uh, again, when air sirens are working, uh, and when they're uh, in the air, we hear them, we have to stop and wait till it's over. And we have to not just stop, we have to go in the bombshell and wait. And I mean, it, it just sounds like a surreal situation. I mean, I mean, I actually, I actually spoke to someone who is at LSU, which is in Baton Rouge, exactly where I came from, you know. And uh, I mean, she was she's Bulgarian, and mm-hmm. I mean, and Bul- and Bulgaria is part of NATO, and and Bulgaria is really, 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 really closer to to Ukraine on the southern towards the south, yeah. south you know, and. She she said that she finds it surreal and sad that even in this day and age, that there should be a situation where you have tanks rolling into a country, you have bombers going, uh, bo- bombers are just displacing and killing people and all that kind of stuff, you know. So yeah, I mean, we were not ready for that. We weren't uh, expecting that, of course, especially from our neighbor. Um, so, yeah, it's a really tough situation. It's a war, and uh, it's a full-on war, and it's uh, a lot of terrorist attacks and, um, you know, a lot of crimes. It's not just, um, you know, it's it's not a clean war that's followed by war laws. They don't follow any laws. They kill civilians, and it's true. And um, they torture them and do many, many, many things, and... Um, that I don't want to mention here yeah. but that that are disgusting um, but it's true they do that, the Russian troops are doing that and um, yeah it's a it's a real real bad situation that we're in, it's a real a really um, bad enemy that we have nearby us uh, and not just 
you know it doesn't put only us at, at danger it puts every you know european country at danger um so yeah we're fighting and you know everyone knows who we are fighting and now they showed their face um but you know recently i don't know for anyone if they follow but we uh, we are getting some good news recently on the front line uh, we started you know pushing back and moving and kicking them out and moving towards this there are some great news on the south we're we're, at, we're about to over at Donetsk and no Dakar. no no the, the Donetsk is the east Donetsk, uh, yeah, yeah. The, there's Kherson yeah. Kherson the, it's on the south that they've occupied there's about uh, 20,000 uh, tro- Russian troops and uh, Ukrainian armed forces are now getting them in the circle close to close to reclaim, reclaiming Crimea as well yeah, yeah. well we we have been uh, hidden some of the um, what you call them the placement um, no like the warehouses where they keep um, stockpile their weapons weapons and yeah yeah um, rockets and everything like that we, we've been hidden some of those uh, military infrastructure in Crimea and thanks to American Heimers systems so yeah Indeed, indeed. So, uh, getting here to the European Championships, I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously, this ties into what's happening in Ukraine right now. But, but because there are no passenger flights in and out of Ukraine right now, yes. whether you, whether it's going to Dnipro or or Kiev or or any, or anywhere else in that country, you know. So you've so you've had to drive from Dnipro to get all the way here and that's and that's about five six hours right or even more <laughs> five six days maybe. five six days i'm sorry yeah yeah um well it's actually it's actually um, about three thousand kilometers so uh-huh. it's uh, it should take about three days three full days um maybe two and a half if you're fast uh but it took uh four full days for us we had some issues on the border and just let's let's leave it there we had some issues on the way and it took longer than expected so um yes it, it was four full days of travel from all the way from Dnipro to Italy now uh during the course of the season you've had uh, you you've traveled you've traveled as far as Birmingham Alabama uh you competed in the world games uh you actually won the jump event right yeah yeah yeah, I won the jump event and got second in tricks and um, was, you know, very, very happy to raise the flag, very happy to sing the national anthem of Ukraine. Uh, it's very important during these days to, uh, you know, to, to present Ukraine and uh, show, you know, show the world that we're, we're here and, you know, raising f- Ukrainian flags and get to, we get to talk with the uh, you know, many other people from other countries and ex- explain our story and and um, tell them what's what's really happening in Ukraine. So. Yeah, because that must have been an opportunity for you as a Ukrainian athlete here at, at the world stage at a multi-sports game such as the uh, the World Games to tell to tell your story and actually and and actually see the amount of support that's out there at least on the other side of the Atlantic yes. for uh, for what's going on. Right. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people. Um, for you know, many people have been to Alabama know how um, how welcoming they are and how nice of a people they are in Alabama. A lot of uh, fans just uh, came up and and um, supported. They said the words of support, and there was an, actually another lady that came up and asked if she could pray right next to me. So she started praying next to me, and uh, 
you know, a lot of um, skiers that came up and asked about the situation, and we I was I was able to you know explain them, and many of them didn't know what I said, didn't know or didn't hear in the news, um, and then you know it was it's um, I'm thankful for you know every single person who comes up and asks um, us uh, how we're doing and things like that because um, it is a you know a really really um, bad situation that all Ukrainians are in and uh, many people don't even understand uh, what uh, some Ukrainians are going through and in the world games and we're we're, we're going to touch upon something else that actually happened at the world games that uh, that what there wasn't quite as uh, you know as pleasant you know because you mentioned that you won the jump you got the second in tricks now yep. the circumstances behind what actually happened afterwards uh with with your disagreements about uh, about the scoring or what have you with the with the tricks that uh, that got you that second place still are still resonating a little a, a little bit today going into these into these european championships considering that the at least one or two of the officials that were actually there at the world games uh are here too are, are here as well so yeah. how do, how do you ma- how do you manage that if you care to comment of course i care to comment uh i don't manage it at all i um, you know i am i am who i am um we'll see what happens here but um you know all i can say is it happens almost at every every trick event and all this drama it it it, it started happening to me more often than <laughs> i was expecting uh, but every tricker knows and almost every skier knows that um, if there's tricks involved in the competition <laughs> there's going to be some drama so um, i think it it has to change and uh, mm, and uh, you know, at least I'm, I'm fighting for uh, for fairness. I think I'm a pretty fair guy, and you know, I've I've always fought for fair competition. And all I can say is, you know, ju- I think judges are here to to establish fair fair competition. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some cases that I think uh, <clears throat> weren't fair. You know, but okay. but you know, I, all I want to say is, I I uh, respect every person, uh, not just you know, I respect the judges obviously, but I also respect uh, every human being. Uh, you know, depends on their um, personal personal characters or not character personal. Uh, uh, what you what? So I'm sorry for my English. I, no, I haven't fine. had uh, much experience talking in English recently. That's fine. But uh, you know, there's there's nothing bad to say about uh, a certain judge or a certain person. Um, you know, it's just it's just work. It's just business, basically, for um, for for me and I think for for them too. It's work and it's a work in process. Sometimes yeah. you know, um, emotions get involved. Um, on the both sides, but yeah. um, obviously I'm the one who's who's you know working hard, uh, comp- you know, coming and competing, and uh, 
um, my 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 result is on the line my medals are on the line um, so of course i will um, fight for it of I'll course fight for my result and if i feel that there were there was no uh, fair competition or fair result towards me and uh, of course i will would try to uh, challenge it challenge it yes yes, yes. so that's 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 all that happened but mm, you know many 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 people the don't know exact story that happened there uh haven't haven't seen it they've just seen uh, from the from the facebook probably probably uh, yeah. yeah but there were there was no webcast even so yeah uh, that, that, nobody that. knows the the you know really what happened um but i'll tell you what every single person that was there uh knows what happened and every single <coughs> person that was there have seen it so yeah that's all that matters okay so so going going a little bit from that i've 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 heard that there are recent developments in technology now uh splash eye is probably just a few months away from having their their system of actually scoring electronically scoring tricks uh yeah. to be to be cert, to be certified and to be used in in tournaments now obviously that it's it's another issue where technology seems to be taken taken over from you know stuff from boat path management uh, and, and then bef- way before that speed control and everything do you reckon that this is a, a a step in the right direction as far as you're concerned uh to establish what you would call fairness i think it will um it will um decrease the the human error mm, yeah mistakes um but it, i i know it's uh, something that you know they press the button and uh if they give the trick or not um yeah i think it will definitely uh in my situation that happened uh a few, few you know few times um i think this it would have helped it would have helped uh because um there were at least in the last season there were um two times that there was a mistake made by the human error um from the you know from the judge's perspective um and they've you know they they've said it you know you know they've apologized for the error yeah. that they've made so i think uh this would have th- this might help uh, decrease the chances of human error but um but yeah that's it <laughs> all right then so uh let's look let's look forward to these european championships yeah. obviously uh you've had limited time on the water you probably haven't trained all that much or nearly nearly at the intensity that you typically train at in a t- in in an in an ordinary season you know yeah. ordinary as in before 2019 yeah. or, or or before 2020 is yeah. as a 2021 2021 <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah it, it almost seems like <laughs> longer longer ago now yeah. but you're you're looking forward to these championships now under normal circumstances not only would this be a championship for the medals and all that kind of stuff but it would be another opportunity for you to have a crack at the world overall record now are you in in the current skiing condition that you're at with the practice that you've had do you would you say that you have even the remote chance of of 
of getting a score that we close to the overall world record at these championships, or maybe a little bit long, a little bit further along in the season if there's an overall competition available. Well, um, to be honest with you, you know, uh, I don't think um, maybe I can get uh, close, but I, you know, even though I be- <laughs> I believe in myself and I think uh, in the future. Um, I will be able to challenge and maybe, uh, you know, I don't want to say strong words here, break it or something like that because we don't, you know, you never know. But I, I'm training, I'm com- competing um, every every day. So I, you know, I I, uh, I think every competitor um, wants to break a record or, you know, be a world champion or things like that. All I want to say that, you know, in this season... Um, after World Games that I've returned to Ukraine, I <laughs> haven't received my three event bag uh, thanks oh. to yeah KLM shout out <laughs> <laughs> uh, the K- uh, KLM the, the the same favorite airline of Freddie Winter yeah I uh, really yeah it's the same thing same yeah thing same thing there? same thing San Gervasio last year yeah and uh, yeah the, the yeah so for three weeks I haven't had my skis and um, I only had uh, two weeks to prepare for this tournament. Uh, but um, you know, no, no complaints. I think I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I feel strong. I feel confident on the water. I've had uh, tons of skiing done in uh, France and uh, Italy prior to World Games. So um, we'll see. But for world record, uh, I don't think so, <laughs> Tony. It's it's going to be tough, especially. We are um, considering you know, that you need a trick score of over eleven thousand, a jump of over seventy-two yeah. meters, and you need you need to get a, at least halfway down forty-one off or yeah. a ten-two-five meters. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I can do those scores, but somewhere in the future, you know. So no, not this tournament. I'm, I'm going to try my best, but uh, you also know that I don't think there's ever been a world record broken uh, <laughs> in Europe. So uh, you know. G- or maybe fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed, but for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there are too many, you know, many different reasons why. But, um, yeah, we'll see. But it's still going to be an interesting competition. So Ricetto is, uh, is, gr- is a great, it's, it's one of the best uh, sites in Europe. And uh, people that run it are Dari and Laura are amazing people. Yeah. And uh I want to mention them here and mention Luciano, the president of Italian Federation, because they've supported Ukrainian team this uh, this season a lot. There, uh, they took uh, three three kids from Ukraine to uh, spend their summer here to to train, and um, the, one of them is still here. Misha, he's, he's still 11 years old. Mm-hmm. He's going to compete with me on the team. So um, it's a I mean it's a great place. We're going to see some big scores for sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited and, and happy to be here. Absolutely. But I'm sure that when you strap on those jump skis and get ready to go out there on jump skis that are not your own, that, that that's going to give you a little bit of nervousness. Ah, I have my skis. You have your skis. Right. You, I thought you said you didn't have your skis. No, I didn't have my skis for three weeks after for the re- World Games. And oh, then I've, okay. yeah, I've received them and I was able to... But it, s- to to ski for two weeks but uh, but even so how soon was it before you gained your full confidence enough to be here in the ramp because three weeks off the water without your jump skis right it, it isn't the most desirable situation yeah no i didn't jump i didn't trick i was able only to slalom behind uh, an old 196 boat in 
in Ukraine before we got the new boat back from the different part of Ukraine. And even so getting those I, skis. I think I had the, five days or five sets uh, since World Games uh, before. So in order to get back from the World Games, you actually had to fly to a different airport outside of Ukraine and then, then drive the rest no, of the way, No, I actually right? no? was pretty, pretty lucky um, because I... You know, they were supposed to uh, arrive in Warsaw, Poland. And okay. uh, I, I had to return to Ukraine because of, uh, you know, the... Um, because I, I was I only had documents to leave uh, for World Games, and then I had to return to Ukraine. Uh-huh. So um, and then they showed up in, in Warsaw, and um, one, one of the Muay Thai, the Thailand boxing that was uh, at World Games, one of the coaches. Okay. Uh, he, was, he was still in Warsaw, and he was, I think, fixing a, a car that he bought to for the armed forces of Ukraine. And he, um, he, he, was, uh, he received my skis, and he brought them to Kiev, and then from Kiev, uh, the team, the Ukrainian team, they were traveling from Greece, the European <laughs> Championship, picked it up. So I was pretty lucky. I uh, didn't have to go anywhere. They, they 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 brought them to Newport. So so an athlete from a completely different sport that happened to be at the World Games assisted yeah. you in bringing the skis back. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's just oh, amazing. Pretty lucky. Amazing in itself, and probably speaks to the solidarity of athletes, irrespective of what their sports are in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, this this World Games showed um, I because I've competed in the one before in Poland. In Wroclaw, yes, I, I remember how you know other t- Ukrainian teams were between each other. Uh, nothing was bad, just you know, just you don't you don't know each other and you <laughs> basically don't talk to each other. But this time in the US, um, every you know, if you saw Team Ukraine on the t shirt, and we've all uh, came, came to each other and spoke and uh, and we went to support them. We went to support the kickboxing team. We we went to support the Muay Thai uh, team. We've we've met uh, great people from squash. We we you know wow. made a lot of good friends um, at the World Games with other sports. And those uh, those 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 friendships cultivate into something you know that can help you going going a little bit forwards. As as was the case with the Muay Thai boxer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and one of the you know a lot of, uh, other kickboxers. He actually was second at the World Games. He uh, lives uh, in Krivi Rik, which is uh, pretty close to Dnipro. And uh, yeah, it's it's good to you know have friends um, from the from those kind of sports. You know, sometimes to defend yourself, you can call them up. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Even though now uh, in the Fighting is is not something you you should um, you should uh, you know <laughs> yeah. use in oh. regular life. Indeed, sometimes Indeed. you yeah. need to. Sometimes you need to like. Uh, sometimes you need to uh, shoot back like uh, Ukrainian armed forces. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> all right then. So beyond these championships, uh, what have you got planned, uh, do, or, or is it even possible to plan at this stage? Uh, yeah, I mean, since uh, since the 24th of February, I think a lot of Ukrainians don't plan uh, very far anymore uh, because it changes a lot. Uh, all we can plan for is maybe for uh, next few months maximum. So, um, 
my plan is to finish this tournament and I think uh, I go back to Ukraine we'll ski a bit till it, it gets uh, cold and I also work in the construction business I also do a lot of volunteering help we have the fund and um, that you know also I want to mention you know uh, water skier family water skiers or that that have donated to my link and that we were able to you know you know do a lot of great things and support the Ukrainian armed forces so um yeah the uh, plan is to get back to Ukraine get uh, to work ski a bit finish the season um no no other tournaments this year that I'm planning all right then so and uh, typically at this point I would uh uh, I would ask if you have any anyone to say thanks to or acknowledged at this point. So I'm going to give uh, g- give this time over to you to do that before we round off this podcast. Right. You know, it's I will um, I will mention um, I, I can mention many many people because they've they've helped so much this uh, this year. Um, I, I I don't want to forget anyone. So I'm not gonna name names, but uh, you know, mo- mostly <laughs> I gotta thank the Ukrainian armed forces for sure. You know, they're they're defending us, they're defending every Ukrainian. Um, so um, thanks to them, and so yeah, and I, I, you know, every everyone who's maybe listening right now who got to this point, um, I thank you all that that have helped me in the season. Um, you all know who you are I'm really thankful for all of your help and um, of course I'm thankful to the president of our Ukrainian Federation, Alexei Martinov he's actually here with me he's going to release me and support me uh, in this competition so um, also thank you to my parents, I mean <laughs> to everyone, I'm, I'm a thankful a thankful person I think, I try to be so wh- whoever is listening yeah, if you did something for me or helped me anyway, I, I thank you very much. All right, then. That was Daniela Filchenko, and this is Tony Lightfoot, the host of the TWBC podcast. And until the next episode, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.